The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show. Really excited. I've got a great guest for you, Michael Anderson. I want you to think about the way in which you think. Our mindset has the most amazing impact on the quality of our life and yet most people don't think about their mindset. They don't think about the way they think, their thoughts, because most of their thoughts are unconscious, they're habitual. And you'll recognize that I've spoken many times about this, some research which shows 95% of our thoughts are habitual. But before I get started with that, I'd like to remind those of you that are watching or listening that we are very, very proud to be members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One. And if you choose to make a comment or ask a question during a live show, or you um, email us after the show having listened to uh, a replay, then we will donate on your behalf either uh, Meals for the Hungry, um, Education, Health, um, or something for, towards helping the environment. And just put the first couple of letters um, of each of those themes to what you would like us to donate to on your behalf. So let's get started. The quality of your thinking. Now, that's really important just in terms of you, your daily life. But if you're leading other people, that becomes even more crucial. And after the first section, Michael's going to come in with us and he has such a wealth of experience and he's going to share that with us. But I'd like to spend this first few minutes about uh, thinking about how you can impact on the quality of your life through the quality of your thoughts. And I want to share with you two or three examples that have come up this week um, talking to different clients and how a change of thinking, a change of perspective has made all of the difference. So I was working with a client um, early in the week and that client was talking about the fact that, that she felt that she was being wasted, that she didn't know what she wanted to do, that um, she had a sense that there was a big purpose but she didn't know what it was and that the work that she was doing that she felt undervalued underpaid although she quite enjoyed it and we started off by uh, me asking her what did she think um, that her purpose was what did that involve what did she enjoy doing what was she passionate about and it started to evolve that her her experience was a, around well-being and helping people um, change the way in which they operated so that they were actually healthier physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. And that she was working in the context of a local government um, and supporting people with, uh, with people with mental ill health and signposting them. 
When we started to think about what she was doing, rather than it being seen as, you know, well, it's not quite what I want to do, and I don't think I've got the freedom to do what I want to do, and I'm not getting paid enough. And we started to think about um, how she could maximize that experience. The mindset started to shift from, this isn't good enough, I feel dissatisfied, to this is an opportunity for me to develop a range of skills that will help me if I decide to open my own business or I go to work as a consultant for someone else. And then we started to think about how could she maximize that experience um, while she was there so that she was ready um, when she wanted to make her move. And the whole tenor of the conversation shifted from poor me, it's not good enough, I'm not happy, it's not doing what I want, to I feel really excited about this. I can actually uh, create opportunities to learn in a broader way that will then serve me when I actually go to take the next step. Just think about how if you went into work with the mindset of I'm not valued, um, this isn't what I want to do, what quality is that day going to have in comparison to this is an opportunity for me to really plan what I want to do and then work backwards in terms of what are my strengths, what are my areas for development and how can I fill the gaps so I am actually ready to go. Second example, I was talking to somebody this morning um, and they, they I work with them both professionally and personally in terms of helping them feel more empowered. And she was talking about her relationship and how it's really a bit rocky at the moment because communication's not working very well. And she has a partner who has a very high level job and the decisions that he makes are really life and death. He works in the health service and so he is used to making decisions where there is a right and a wrong answer and how so often when he comes home, he uses exactly the same approach with her and that he wants a definitive answer, black or white, and doesn't actually want to engage in the process of having a discussion whereas she would like to have the discussion because it's not about the outcome, it's about the, the, the sharing things with a partner. To start with very tearful, very frustrated, very angry. But then when we started to unpack that and she could see um, the situation from his perspective and then start to plan how she was going to deal with it. And it's never a great idea to deal with it when you are upset, angry and frustrated. And so what she's going to do is she's going to sit down and prepare what she wants to say. Not, she's not going to use it as a script, but just to get her thoughts in place about what are the really important things for her. Where does she feel that she can make a compromise and where are the things where she feels her values have been compromised? And there's a huge difference between the two. And so then when she's got herself together and she knows what she wants to say, she recognizes that she has a habit of rambling a bit. And so what she wants to do is to get herself really prepared and then say to her partner, I really need to have a conversation with you in a very neutral way um, she can then set the scene and say, I'd like you to hear me out. I'm, this is not complaining about you, but I need you to know how I'm feeling. 
her mindset shifted from victim, poor me, to I have the opportunity to do something differently. And if I do something differently, then I'm likely to get uh, a different result. And the third example of mindset that I'd like to uh, share with you is I was involved in a conversation today on Clubhouse uh, around giving presentations. And we were um, sharing experiences and sharing tips. And you know, one of the things that struck me is how often the tips were around how you shift your perspective from being um, frightened and having stage fright to being able to recognize that the anticipation and that bit of adrenaline is really helpful, but it's the interpretation that you put on it. So if your interpretation is, yeah, I'm, I've got that freeze on of excitement and it's gonna keep me on my toes and it's going to mean I give a great performance, or I'm absolutely scared and this isn't going to go well. And I'd ask you the question, if you think about both sets of thinking, the outcome is almost a done deal. So if you think that I'm frightened, it's not going to go well, that's what you'll get. If it's I'm feeling excited and I've got, I've got enough adrenaline going to make sure I give a great performance, you are more likely to give a great performance. So I would suggest to you, think about your mindset, think about those habitual thoughts and whether they empower you or whether they get in the way. We're gonna go for a short break now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about mindset and leadership. And I'll be really um, thrilled to introduce my guest to you. So see you in a minute. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com.
Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I'd like to introduce to you Michael Anderson, and I'm going to read his bio. And as you know, I read them because I don't want to miss anything out. Michael Anderson has a unique background as he's founded, scaled, and exited three enterprise software companies when he lived in California. He also holds a master's degree in psychology. And today he's going to share with us the results and his understanding and expertise around the studies that he and his team have done on what leaders need to do to be successful in this next normal and beyond. Now, when he's not trying to source a haircut during lockdown or sneaking in a game time on his PS4, he's contributing to entrepreneur.com, writing best-selling books, and teaching leaders at organizations like Microsoft, um, PwC, and Salesforce. So I'm very, very privileged and very thrilled to be able to introduce Michael to you. Yeah, hello there. Nice, nice to see you, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you. You are you've got such an interesting um, background to get you to where you are now. And I wonder if you just share your story with our viewers and listeners. Yeah, absolutely, Gina. Well, I was a bit of a mess. I don't know how else to say it. But um, my my semi short story is, uh, you know, I grew up in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I um, started as a programmer. I was a good programmer. I, I, it, it was very natural for me. So I worked my way up the corporate ladder, uh, moved out to California, worked for a software company that got acquired. They moved me around the world. And then I moved back to California after living a couple other stops. And I started my first software company. And, you know, I understood business well. I, I did sales and marketing before. So I had a lot of the tools to, to really grow a business. And there was a gap in the marketplace. And so we had a lot of success very quickly. And all of a sudden I have this team that's looking to me for more than just management. They were looking mm -hmm. to me for leadership and I really didn't understand what that was. Well, I guess I understood it. I just didn't know how to get there. Um, you know, we, uh, we, um, and externally we're doing well, we started making money. I was on the front page of the newspaper one time, you know, everybody thought things were going great, but in, in inside, I was constantly doubting myself. I felt like a fraud and an imposter. Um, I, there's, a, there's a long, dramatic story that has to do with alcohol, drugs, divorce. I had a business partner assault me, restraining orders, lawsuits, all this stuff. But you got to wait for the Netflix special because we don't really know about it. Yeah, I got, like, I got to change something here. And, um, and so I ended up actually earning a very unique master's, in, master's degree in spiritual psychology. And when I talk about spiritual psychology, it's nothing to do with religion, but it's a very compassionate view of psychology. And that really made a lot of changes in me personally. But when I started applying what I learned there in my businesses, because at one time I owned three software companies in California, we really started to thrive. We were on the Inc. 500, 5,000 list of fastest growing companies. We were voted the number one best place to work. And I won Brilliant. Social Entrepreneur of the Year. And that was internally, that was externally, but inter internally I was finally having fun because I was, I was really, me and my employees were on the same page. We were starting to develop an amazing culture. We were really giving tremendous value to our, our, um, our customers and, um, and we're giving back to the community, which I know you're, you're very keen on. And, and it's like, it, and, and everything started to come together. And after 25 years in, in accounting software, and I know what everybody out there is thinking, because um, it was time for me to make a change. And everybody's probably thinking when you mix accounting and software, there's nothing, no two things more sexy in the world. Why would you ever want to leave that? <laughs> like, yeah, I was, 
<laughs> like the time for something else. So um, yeah, that's what I do now. And I, I also, I went on to earn a, um, a neuroscience certificate. So I focus on the mindset of leadership and, and because that's, that was the biggest game changer for me. And I find so many other people struggle with the same. It's really interesting to me because, uh, as you know, I'm passionate about enlightened leadership. And what you demonstrate there is that when you bring into play enlightened leadership and you engage people and they've got ownership, then magic happens and you've gone from one extreme to the other. If you had to sort of encapsulate what made the difference and you talk about mindset, what are the things that for you looking back with hindsight, what were the things that really made the difference to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I got it before and I really reflected on it for, for you know, day, literally days. And, and, and what it is, is it's because I, I became, I got to know, be comfortable with and trust myself. Because I realized before then, I was always trying to be what other people, I thought other people wanted me to be. I was trying to be who I thought I wanted to be. I didn't trust my true self. And I talk a lot about confidence and self-esteem. You know, you talk about enlightened leader, leadership. I think that you have to have a lot of courage to do that because sometimes it's against the conventional wisdom. Sometimes you have to make difficult decisions that are people over profit, for example. Um, and you have to be very clear in your values. And to do those, you have to stand up with a lot of courage. And to do that, you talk about like courage, confidence, and resilience to me are, are all, uh, you know, seats at the same table. And, um, because once I started to get to know who I was, then I started to have that confidence and people were attracted to that. Because if you think about it, if everybody out there thinks of a leader that they look up to, whether it's in sports or, or business or politics, that person has confidence. People are attracted to God. There's never been an insecure leader that people are like, I want to follow that person. And when I say confidence, it's not arrogance, but it's confidence that, that look, me and my team, we're going to get there. And so, yeah, that, that's a long answer to your question, Gina. But it's, it's like I finally got to know who I was and, and not just that, but, but like and accept and trust that. You know, you said it's a long run, so I think actually you've done, you've, been, you've captured it really well, because it's interesting. I talk about enlightened leadership and that you have to lead yourself first. And in that, it is about the relationship that you have with you. And it's quite interesting when I meet people who who don't know uh, what I do and, and the things that are important to me around enlightened leadership and we talk about how much of it is around the work you do on yourself it's not about the others some people find that quite surprising but you again have demonstrated that when you do that deep dive work with yourself being honest about yourself and start to create that positive relationship then magic happens yeah, it's funny because I was teaching, teaching um, a course, a three-day course out in um, actually uh, Dubai, and there was people from all over the Middle East, and we're uh, just over a day in on starting the second day, and the guy raised his hand, and he's like, this is all really good stuff, but all you're talking about is us. How do we, <laughs> leadership's about other people. I'm like, you, you got you to gotta understand, you're the leader. You, you know, how you show up, how you act, how you communicate is, is all about you. Um, and, you know, I, I, before you were talking about like owner and victim, are you taking ownership or are you playing a victim? That's an internal choice. Yeah. And, um, and it's all that reflection and, and reflecting on our inner voice. And is that, is that truth or is that our fear? 
and just that, that constant that 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 constant thing. Um, and you mentioned relationship with yourself. You know, there there's you probably know this, Gina, but every everybody out there, there's a there's a thing in psychology called a projection where your relationship with yourself mirrors every other relationship you have in the world. And that's yeah. your relationship with your employees, your relationship with your boss, your relationship with food or health or your or money. And so that's it's really cool in a way because all we really have to do is work on the relationship with ourselves, but that's much easier said than done. Isn't it interesting how people find it so much easier to be friends with other people and be kind to other people far more so than they do them themselves? I want to explore with you. Um, I've taken this off your website and it says that stepping into a leadership role isn't simple and in most cases it isn't natural. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm, I'm going to do a longer one on this. I probably want. I probably want to do a um, a TED talk or something. <laughs> and I talk about how leadership's like dining naked. You know, if you were, if you could picture yourself at a fancy restaurant with all the people you respect, and you would walk in naked, that's more natural than leadership. Because if you think about how we're taught things, first of all, we're taught things by seeing it mirrored to us. So. Yeah. Who are you know in your first five, 10, 20 years, you pretty much see your parents. I mean, were your parents really great leaders from a standpoint? Were they very patient? Did they coach you and everything? Probably not. You know, they, they, it's nothing to do with your parents, but they probably weren't like great coaches of coaching you through things. So you didn't get it there. And then how much between in your formative years between, you know, zero and 25, were you in a leadership position? Probably about 20 hours or 100 hours, you know, from .001% of your time, you're in a leadership. All the rest you've been a follower. And so here it is, we're, we're and then, and then if you take that and, and, and most people get into leadership because they're good doers. And then all of a sudden we're, we're asked yeah. to be, we're at, you know, if I'm a good programmer, project manager, I'm analytic, um, I'm good at the software or, or, or I'm good at managing things. And all of a sudden it's about having a vision, having a culture, communicating, challenging people in a positive way, a whole bunch of skill sets that were never taught. And that's why I say that that it's more natural to walk into a fancy restaurant with your friends stark naked than it is to, to be in a leadership <laughs> nothing has prepared you, you nothing has prepared you for for your leadership role it's you're so right in terms of how many people are good salespeople or good technicians and they are they're given that role and they so often learn in the first instance as you did how not to do it in order to think what's going wrong sadly lots of people never ever get beyond the point of doing it all the wrong way and don't actually self-reflect you know i look at what's going on around the world and one of the things that concerns me and why i'm so passionate about my mission which is to uh, to engage people in a different way so that they lead in an enlightened way is you see the fallout when leadership goes wrong see the pain for the leader and for their team and their families that you know in terms of the stress and the broken relationships and so on and i find it quite interesting that when i run many many leadership courses and i ask people what makes a great leader there'll often be a, a sort of hiatus while they they think about that and they'll come up with one or two things ask them so what makes a bad leader? And they'll go on for days and they'll give you this whole list of, of things that they've experienced that didn't work. And then when you start to flip it on the head and say, well, if that's a bad, 
what would make it good? How would that look like in real terms? They start to see how those behaviours that they engage in on a day-by-day -day basis can, can shift and change. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, in terms of you, the, the things that you have to unlearn, you know, I'm fascinated by this idea of unlearning the conditioning that, that people have gone through. What do you think are, you, you know, what are your top things that need to be unlearned? The people that are somewhat new to leadership, you know, maybe five years or less in, because I think after that you you start to pick it up, whether you get training or or, or coaching or not. Um, the biggest thing is from being tactical to strategic. And well, I guess there's a couple now. Now, now you could quite another good question, because I'm thinking there's a lot. Because um, tactical to strategic. So your job normally, again, if you're a marketing person or an accounting person, your job was to be tactical to do things. And what happened is when something would come in, you would you probably got promoted to leadership because you would take ownership of it and do it because you're a good doer. You would work hard. You're smart. You'd figure it out. Right now, when something comes in, you have to think, how does this how does this affect our strategy? Who should this go to? And you have to think strategically. You can't react anymore. You have to you have to put some reflection on it. You have to say, so if I give it to this person, how is that going to affect you have to have systems thinking around that. Also, you're there to manage risk because I think when you're a doer, you're there to reduce risk. Yeah. When I was a programmer, I didn't want risk, but you know, if you try to reduce all risk when you're a leader, you're going to go crazy. Um, you have to understand and, and learn how to manage the risk as well as time. Time. I find that people normally, when they're in their doer roles, they work off a pretty tight to-do list, and then and they're used to being maybe very analytical and doing a great job at everything. Then they get into leadership. They're like, oh, my God, I get in by 10 a.m. My whole priorities change and I can't, I, I want to do this. I'm like, look, you're going to make quick decisions. You can't take three days to look over something. Just just, you know, take the information you have and make a decision and deal with it. And that's part of the confidence and resilience, because the confidence isn't that you're going to get it right. The confidence is that if you screw it up, you'll figure it out. And and yeah. and, and so that's the confidence that you need to have. And because and, you want a team that's going to take risks but also that's going to clean up their own messes and, 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 and take smart risks. And so you have to model that yourself and, and, and have that um, decisiveness and really go forward. I think that's really powerful um, information for people. You know, so often people get caught up in, am I going to make the right or the wrong decision? When the reality is they're going to make a different decision and every choice has different consequences. And so it's how do you manage those consequences uh, and recognize that inevitably you will learn as you go on and failure is not the failure because things haven't gone uh, to plan it's because you've either not tried it or you've not learned from it in my opinion so i'd like to explore with you if you're willing spiritual psychology yes for me being a leader being a great leader is very much about owning yourself as a spiritual being and I wondered what your thoughts were. Oh, you know, I think that's that's probably a we 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 can get into that over a cup of coffee and have a really long conversation about okay. that. And, <laughs> I do recognize about, that. Put you on yeah. the spot. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. But you know, the thing about leadership, because people people, you know, there's a there's a lot of difference between a leader in like World War One in, in a foxhole than there is, a, you know, in a, a nonprofit in the year 2020. You need total different skill sets and things. So, you know, 
when it comes to leadership, um, and you, you asked, is it a spiritual being to be a great leader? Whew. Well, we're all spiritual beings, aren't we? But, men, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think it's quite a, 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 well, I suspect it's a very old concept that got lost for a while, is that actually as a, a leader that, that tuning into ourselves as a spiritual being can make a huge difference. So, for example, tuning into your intuition, um, recognizing that, you know, that inner voice is worth listening to and giving yourself some quiet. But I, that's my take on it. You may have a very different take or you may agree. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 you know, I work on my own and I work with other leaders. Uh, and it sounds like you do too on intuition. And it's such a, such a powerful thing. That's so hard to really tap into. And it's so fun to start teaching, um, especially business owners, uh, meditation. Cause I tried meditation. I don't, I didn't, didn't work for me. Well, what do you mean? It didn't work for you. You know, that's, and, and, um, and, and just going through and everybody out there, if you tried meditation, you think it doesn't work for you. Let, let me ask you the first time you ever went running, were you really, really fast? I mean, it's like, just like anything else you have to build up, you have to build up to it, but, um, you know, just slowing down. And I, I think, there's that adage. I don't even know where it came from. Speed up by slowing down is one of the one of the most important things that I've learned as a person and as a leader, um, because that's really where the wisdom comes. And I, I will get in a when I'm taking a walk or or taking some time out, I'll realize that I can make one simple decision and save myself hundreds of hours or you know hundreds of thousands of dollars with the simple type of thing. Um, I think when you when you ask about the spirituality, that is a really interesting question and um and i think for me what it does is it brings in some of you taught enlightened or conscious leadership to a whole nother level and it, it also helps me with um my resilience and purpose um you know the, the, it, it's it's such a simple but strong thing of to look at to look at um you know quote unquote failures as lessons and, and to me my personal spiritual beliefs let me do that with such a power that um, it's almost fun and it's, it's almost joyful um, because I can do that. And um, yeah, that, that's, 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 there's so much to that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think that once you take on board that failure is the opportunity to learn in the same way, I don't believe that there's such a thing as a negative emotion that there are emotions that are uncomfortable and there are emotions where the vibration is low, but they're there to give us a message. And sometimes, you know, they start off by giving you a little tap and then they give you a slap and then they give you a kick up the bottom until you start to listen. So you tend to get the same lessons over and over again. Um, but ultimately, I think that when we do tap into who we are uh, and recognize that, you know, we have such inner power when we tune in and whether you do that through meditation for me it's gardening getting out there in nature that where i feel most connected um and people think it may be pink and fluffy but i you know warren buffett talks about the fact he didn't listen to his intuition early on in his career and it cost him a billion dollars so the you know the if you think about you know people um, who are, are great business people. Richard Branson talks about using his intuition to determine whether he's got the right data 
Has he got enough? Is it from the right place? Am I in a position to make an informed decision? And he uses his intuition to inform that. Um, but you've got to get away from the white noise, haven't you? There's so much white noise. Uh, and, and allow yourself that quiet time, as you say, to speed up, you've got to slow down. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one thing I try to do is when my mind is really racing or spending too much time on a problem is to disconnect from it for a while, because it's I, I think it's a, it's a life lesson for me and probably everybody out there to, to differentiate between your ego and your, your intuition, because they, 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 they both give me signals, probably everybody else, too. And, uh, sometimes I want to hear the I want I, the ego gives me the answer I want to hear um, what it's comfortable comfortable to hear um and uh and so that, i think that's a real art into um discerning where that those messages are coming from um uh because i've i've thought i've been listening to my intuition when i afterwards i i realized i hadn't been and that's been those have been tough lessons I think that's a really interesting differentiation. And I think for a lot of people who you know, listening to your inner wisdom in itself is quite a new concept for them, that, you know, differentiating between ego and you know, what's the right thing to do. And for me, in, enlightened leadership comes with courage, compassion and huge integrity. And I think that if you, um, are, if you know what your core values are, then you know, putting whatever it's coming up against your core values and is there a match? And if there's a great match, then I don't know, does that make it more likely to be your intuition than your ego? I suspect so, but I don't know. I think something up, I'm gonna to have to try out and use that measure. Just so, simply matches your values doesn't mean it's the right thing for you to do at this time. So I think that, no, that's, that's very that, true. That has to do with it. I also think there's a there's like another level of like is this is this one of my spiritual teachers says is this a sacred yes and is this my yes to do? And how if and you may not be able to answer this, but do you have um, a way of feeling into which is which? Well, I had the one a lady who coached me, Nicola Farmer, which is who's amazing, very, very spiritual person. She said, um, she's been on the show. She's a good friend. Oh, really? Maybe. Yeah. You know, anyway, we're in this tight circle with my wife. Everybody knows. Um, um, she told me that, uh, look, your, your, your intuition is either going to say yes, no, or give you nothing means you're going to make a decision. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So it doesn't always give you an answer. First of all, second is, if it asks, if, if the voice says, but what if, that's your ego. So should I buy this company? Well, what if, well, that's not your, your that's your ego, because your ego is always going to say, what if this happens? What if that, your, your intuition is just going to say, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, or make the decision. I was like, wow, that's profound. I've been playing with that a lot. That sounds like a really good starting point. For me, I'm not sure with how it, it's been effective so far, but I'm, I can't say it's a done deal. If it's uh, my intuition, then it feels light. There's a brightness to it. And if it's my ego, there is, a, a, it's heavy. And so if I allow myself to take a step back and tune in, then I can differentiate for the most part between 
something that feels light and i mean not only light in weight but light in brightness then it's something that i i would tend to trust oh that's beautiful that's beautiful so tell me um how do you work with people and how can people find out about you yeah i run a leadership mastermind specifically on mindset normally twice a year um starting around january about halfway through um I, my new book is leadership mindset 2.0 and i'm working on that right now and so my name is i go by r michael anderson because michael anderson isn't googleable because there's too many michael anderson yep, so i threw yep. my first name which is which is robert if anybody is curious um and uh and so it's just rmichaelanderson.com or if they want to get on the pre-release for my book it's leadershipmindsetthebook.com um, or you can just drop me a note through any of the social media or my website or whatever, and I'll, I'll, I'll send you in the right, right direction. Brilliant. And we'll have all of those details on the show notes so people can find them too. Um, every guest that comes on the show, that we ask them to um, choose one of three projects. We have three different projects a month. Um, and we donate on their behalf to B1G1. And you've chosen project number one, which is all about education. And for January, rather than it be um, an education project um, for a specific school or a specific um, uh, organization, this is going to go into um, a world fund um, where the recognition is that quality education makes all the difference. And they've got a whole range of projects around the world giving and not only children, but adults, the opportunity to get themselves out of poverty through education. And we'll be making a donation on your behalf. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. So but just before we go, we go into the break, is there anything that I've not given you the opportunity to, to speak about or to say that you'd like to share with the audience or <laughs> a pearl of wisdom that you'd like to leave us with? just say look if you're a leader and and you're struggling with it then welcome to the club you know it's, it's hard being a leader you probably did not get a lot of training you probably did not get the support but get that support yourself you know people like gina is amazing at doing things like that but it's it's you're not meant to just this thing of just getting promoted or starting a business and it being really natural is a is a fallacy it does not exist so if you are struggling that means you're ready to learn and just go out there and get, get the support you need Michael, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you for joining us. It's been a delight. I look forward to carrying on the conversation over a cup of coffee at some point. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, don't go away. After the short break, we will have the last few minutes of the show. So there's still some more to come. But Michael, thank you. Thanks. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, 
motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. You know, mindset um, is so important, as we've just been talking about, but recognizing that you know you are the leader in your own life. So whether you're leading other people in a, a professional way or you're part of your family or with your friends and your neighbors, you have a, a, a huge opportunity to develop yourself as a leader within that situation by in the first instance, having the right mindset to get the best out of life and, and leading yourself. So I'm gonna set you a challenge and that challenge is for you to really watch how you operate over the next few days and look at how often you fall into the role of trying to please other people, trying to do things because you don't want other people to think badly of you, even though you may think it's not quite the right thing to do. And just be aware of your mindset and your actions as a result of that mindset. But I'd like to spend the last few minutes of the program talking to you about an opportunity that I've put together for people who are emerging leaders, really, people who may have been given that promotion uh, and have been given a group of people to lead because they are um, a great um, programmer or they're a great salesperson or they're a great technician and you've then been given the job of um, working with people and trying to lead them and it feels as if you're trying to herd cats or you are a middle manager and you really want to take things to the next level and what I'm going to do and it's it's a, a unique opportunity is it's seven week uh, program I'm not going to charge for the program at all but it involves seven of my intentional journeys. And they're all very reasonable. They're available on Amazon. None of them are more than $10, um, or in English pounds, it's about £6.50. And we're going to use, each week, we're going to use the journals um, as a way in to talk about the principles and the values of great leadership. And then you'll still have the intentional journals and workbooks to use um, after the, the program, but we're going to be using those as the um, as the way to catapult your progress as a leader, an enlightened leader, uh, someone who leads other people well, um, because you're reflective and because you have the confidence to do that. 
And if you're interested in that, then please do email me at gina at genuinely-u.com. That's gina at genuinely-u.com. And if you're you know, interested in the workbooks, then they're all available on amazon.com or .co.uk. Just look for Gina Gardner and you'll see that there's a whole range of leadership um, intentional workbooks that have got an introduction and then they have a question or, or something to think about um, each day for, for 30 days or so to help you really do that internal work. But I, part of doing this is that getting, um, giving people the opportunity to um, do that work but within a group and having me there to help guide you uh, and just to see um, how far you can take your thinking and how far you can shift your mindset during that seven-week program. So Gina at genuinely-u.com um, and come and join me and we'll be setting that off about halfway through February. So um, give us a shout if you're interested but either way, go and have a look at the books on Amazon.com and see what's there. So, thinking about the way in which you operate. Now, people think about leaders and they think about leaders of the country, leaders of, um, of uh, big companies, business leaders. But if you're a parent, if you have um, a partner, if you have friends, recognize that you have the capacity to be the leader within that framework, within that relationship, if you choose to. And you can see this as an opportunity to grow. Now, when we're talking about um, looking at how you operate, looking at your mindset, remember always, and I speak about this a lot, no judgment. This is not about beating yourself up and saying, I'm not good at this or not good at that but just recognizing the pattern. Because once you have that awareness, then you have the capacity to make a choice. And that choice is to keep doing the same thing and you'll get the same result or to do something different. You know, we're well through January um, and this year is going to be, I think, a pivotal year. The pandemic is showing signs of losing its grip on the world and those people and those businesses who are looking forward and are going to step into their genuine power will do well. So I'd like you to think about how you show up on a day-by-day -day basis, how your mindset helps or not, and ask the question, how do I help myself grow and step into my genuine power and be the leader of my own life? Because if you don't need it, somebody else will. So thanks for joining us. Please do share so that we can get as many uh, people hearing this. We'll then donate on your behalf. But whatever happens, take care and be the leader of your life. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.